Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu on roasthousepub.com. Also, uh, the Uncapped Podcast is joining with the Bicycle Escape to host this year's Cranksgiving, a bike's a bike ride scavenger hunt that benefits the community action agency where we collect food and donate a, over a literal ton of food every year. So if you're uh, free this weekend, stop by the Bicycle Escape and join in on the fun. Uh, look them up on Facebook and you can get all the details. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and joining me this week from Hysteria Brewing Company is Tyler Kreese. 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 Yeah. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce it. You know, everybody always gets it wrong so it's funny because some people say chris and i'm like there's there's an e in there it's so, a silent e it's a silent e yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's all and good. do you prefer ty or tyler it really doesn't matter um the whole the whole tie thing came from from uh, twitter and then since i got hired to do beer off of twitter uh it's been tied everyone just called you, your yeah. name became Ty. Yeah. yeah like my friends and family it's a nickname that i've had but like now everybody like knows me as that so it's Whatever. Doesn't bother me. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for driving out to Frederick no all problem, the way buddy. from Columbia. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's such a pretty area. It's so I'm totally down to always come out this way. It's it's just gorgeous, especially now. It's just and great. quickly becoming the beer capital of the East Coast. Yeah, there's so many good <laughs> places out here and breweries. It's it's fun. It, it, it's it's cool. As soon as I leave here, I'm gonna try to try to hit a couple places and see some people and. Have good beer. So Definitely should. <laughs> John not? Burroughs, um, I waited till way too last minute to ask him if he wanted to co-host this episode, oh, but he well. definitely wants to see you. Yeah, yeah, I'll stop by for sure. Why not? That'd be fun. So let's talk about Hysteria a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you brew, mm-hmm. and you are the director of sales mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, let's uh, let's talk about how uh, how did Hysteria come about? It came about, uh, there's uh, three three guys that are really good friends. They... Um, uh, owned a couple of the businesses, did did really well. Um, they uh, own a, a vape juice company, basically, and uh, started in their their garage because they just didn't like the stuff that was on the market. Um, realized they can make it better, and uh, a couple years it was a multi million dollar company, shipping worldwide. And uh, they were like, "What's our next venture?" So now they they do they don't just do the juice though. They make like their own cigarette e-cig too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's different things that they put together and. Again, house they're on a custom things, but like the thing that they're known for, they oh, ship worldwide. Okay. Is the juice? Yeah, they, I mean, they ship everywhere. So the whole company is like a wholesale company, and they have a, a retail spot. You can go buy all their stuff and also like different mods and stuff like that. And for me, I don't know anything about vape at all. Like my do brother I. does, and I'm like, all right, cool. But yeah, I I don't smoke anything. Yeah, all, I know so. nothing. I just read an article yeah, and yeah. it said that he yeah. tinkered and built yep. stuff and then that's, turned it into a big. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. He was just a tinker and. And then he has two two really good friends that they've done a lot of stuff together and decided to do this. They tried to start other businesses, and that one just took off. And then they got to the point where they were like, hey, we like beer. We're home brewers. And then they decided to uh, just take the jump and just start a big brewery. So, but they didn't really know what they were doing, so that's when they called us. Like, it's it's me. It's a Jordan McGraw. It's our head brewer. And then a Zach, who's in charge of marketing. And uh, they just called us and said, well, it's different times, but basically, they uh, it was a warehouse when we all started with with a couple tanks just against the wall, and they were basically like, uh, build this brand. Here's the kind of beer we want. Here's what we want to do, brew it, figure it out, and uh, get people in and make sure it's sold. So we're like, okay. So it's basically, 
we got to open our own brewery without any kind of financial obligation. So it was kind of like, nice why not take bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So why not take the risk? Um, so I mean, it's been the most stressful time of my life because I have a newborn as well. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's, it's the best job in the world. So. And you have uh, quite a history in the beer industry. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I started off just as a home brewer. Um, and I was on Twitter, like I was saying, like I, I was, I was a really big fan of Duclaw because they were the ones that got me into craft beer when I first turned 21. Um, and, and the thing is, I think most people 20 years ago around here, there really was no no breweries. Like there was there was a Sissons you could get, and then uh, there was really only a Duclaw that actually had a place you can go drink. And I was working at Bass Pro in, in Arundel Mills, and I turned 21. Some friends were like, let's go get beer. And I was like, well, I don't want to get like just ordinary beer. Like now that I'm legally able to drink, is there any – I want something good. Yeah, I want something good. I want something different. So I went to Duclaw, and they had – uh, six beers on tap, and that was it. I think now there's like 24 at that same location. Six beers on tap, and I just got a flight of, of everything. I, I, f- I forget how much came in a flight, whatever it was, but I got six of them, and I drank a uh, Bad Moon Porter. And then I was like, I had no idea beer could taste like this. I just didn't know. And then uh, from that point on, I just started trying everything, and then Sierra Nevada just just got me. And then and then I started drinking a. Uh, Sam Adams, you know, Sam Adams, everybody's first. And uh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is cool. And, they, and all their beers, like the Doppelbox, I was like, this is so extreme. It's so crazy. And then, uh, yeah, then I started homebrewing. Um, homebrewing. And then uh, I was on Twitter. And then uh, Duclaw, uh, Dave, the owner, reached out and said, hey, send me your resume. I'm, I'm trying to find a uh, sales guy. And you're really passionate about the brand. You're passionate about craft beer and uh, small businesses, you know, especially. So I was like, cool. Went in, didn't even know I even had an interview. I would just come in and hang out, and I was like, "This is an interview," and they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they hired me. I, I would have put for, pants on. Yeah, I was like, I would have actually did something, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was I was there for for a while, learned a ton about the industry, a ton about the brewing. Uh, it, it was brewing on a bigger scale. Like I was just a home brew, and then I learned how to brew on a test batch systems there, and then I actually got to get my hands you know wet, like actually brewing on the bigger system, which that one's kind of it's nice because it's basically dump the grain and press the button because you have to make if you're if you're shipping to 12 states you got to make sure it's consistent as crap so and then i uh, left there and i was the the director of beer for both frisco tap houses so I, I was the biggest beer buyer in maryland for about a year i had a i had about 400 uh, some beers um between the two walk-ins uh, 100 and 160 on tap at all times so learned a lot on that side of the industry and uh, I didn't want to be in the industry for, for long. Like, I did that just to learn that side of it because I wanted to increase my knowledge of the beer industry. And then um, yeah, when they needed somebody to help help brew and to um, build build the sales and everything of this area, I jumped at it. So. Ooh. And at Duclaw, that's where you, is that where you met the brew ma- the current brewmaster? Yep, yep. Yeah, he was one of the uh, brewers there. Um, he's the one that actually sparked the uh, sour program uh, that's at Duclaw, and they just won a gold for their barrel aged sour. But like that's all based on his his uh, sour me this. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, which is why we do a lot of kettle sours. We do them, <clears throat> we do most of them on the attest batch right now, and uh, we can't keep them in stock. We'll. We'll I was gonna say I don't think I've ever yeah. I don't think I've ever had Dude, one of your sours. Yeah, we'll put them on on tap like a, on a Friday, and we'll yield about you know four half cakes worth of beer. Put on tap on a Friday, and by Sunday it's gone. Wow. Time. So we're gonna we're gonna brew a bigger one. We we, we actually did do a bigger one, and um, it was our sour sour cherry triple, which is one of our most popular beers. And we brewed it, and um, we used a cherry puree that we always use, and it's aseptic, so it's already stuff that's boiled, and uh, 
we usually put it in the boil, but this time we didn't. We just we just put it inside the twenty barrel because we pulled off like three or four barrels so we could uh, ferment them with a the different fruits just for just to try it out. Well, it, they forgot to boil the aseptic stuff and the protein that was in it actually eat or, or the bacteria that was in it. It was oh, added to the yeah. It was inside of it. It actually eats protein, so it felt and tasted like water. Even oh, though geez. it was like nine percent, but we couldn't release that, so we actually put it inside of red wine barrels and reintroduced some other cool bacteria. So now was sitting in in, a, in red wine barrels for about a year. Oh, nice. So I mean, if it doesn't turn out, it doesn't turn out. But instead of dumping it all, yeah, try it out and see what happens. We had the barrel, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. A lot of good things can happen after sitting in a barrel exactly. barrel for a while. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, for us, we had it. We we're like, F it. It's it's a loss regardless. But if we can have something cool, then we can do it again in a much larger scale if it turns out. So we'll see. So the um the look in the like motif of the brewery is awesome. Thank you. There was definitely a lot of work put into yeah. how it looked. Mm-hmm. Who whose idea or whose vision was that? It was. The uh, three owners, um, they uh, really wanted it um, to not be so a uh, cookie cutter. And I it's think definitely really not cookie cutter. <laughs> not at all. No, they're like more of like a steampunk. Like they're just a bunch of nerds. We make fun of them all the time about <laughs> it. But they, um, uh, the one guy Jeff, he he wanted like all kinds of like uh, like a baby amputee foot like hanging from the ceiling. We're like Jeff. <laughs> At the smack a couple of times, like and no, that, that may have been cool, yeah. just a step, it's just a little step too far. Yeah, like it, it, it was funny because we were like, when people would actually stay and drink, not actually drink because they're scared. Yeah. So we kind of just got on them about it, but uh, no, like I think that they did a really good job with how it looks, and we hired this one company, um, and they did all like the bar tops, the signage, and all the tables, and they just knocked it out of the park too. So I mean, we just got lucky with a lot of really cool, cool people that wanted to be a part of it, and really helped them see their vision without being too scary. Yeah, I mean, besides the beer being great, which we should uh, talk about talk one. about the stout too, but yeah. people need to go just to check the place out. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, uh, and, and for us too, like, we don't have any barriers. Like, we just have, you know, a fence that goes around, but we wanted it to be completely open. So you could, you could do a self-guided tour because you can walk all the way back to the back and you can see everything. But we purposely didn't want to have anything at first, just the bar, but a uh, Apparently, county regulations have to have some sort of barrier between okay. the brew house for like insurance reasons. So we said, "Cool, we'll put a fence up," and it, it, we didn't want glass or you know anything. Because we wanted people to walk in if we were brewing and actually see and smell what what's actually happening there. And I mean, sometimes you're going to get wet because we're spraying down things. So I mean, <laughs> it, it's a live brewery that you're drinking at. It just happens to have a cool tap room attached to it. Yeah, the, and it's great how it's super easy to get to, mm-hmm. and there's ample parking. Yeah. The, two great things <laughs> yep. that, to have for a brewery it really is and then also on top of that we're right next to lost rock distillery and you can walk out and walk into their place and then get um you know some drinks and sample their stuff and they just got the law changed before you couldn't do a beer or you couldn't do cocktails at all and they just got the law changed um those guys fought like crazy and as soon as they build out their bar which they're working on now you can actually go and get mixed drinks there oh nice so yeah and it's cool because they use some of our beers sometimes they use trash panda with a whiskey sour and they call it pucker panda it's nice. phenomenal like it's <laughs> so good so it's cool so we'll we'll talk about trash panda later because mm-hmm. I, I love trash panda but okay. let's let's talk about the stout a little bit because this is probably one of the best just regular stouts appreciate i've it. ever had thanks yeah i mean it's just it's it's just a basic stout, and, and you're right it's a dry american stout. It's called darkest hour uh, it's 5.8 percent uh, the whole entire oh, 5.6 percent uh, the whole entire point about this beer is when I was a beer bar at, at Frisco, I couldn't find basic stouts. Like everybody was making 
all kinds of flavored stouts. And there's a lot of really good flavored ones out there. But when you have, you know, 56 beers on one location, 104 beers on another, you have to have basic stuff. And I could get them out of state. I mean, Bell's makes a great stout. Now the people do. But nobody local made a year-round one. I know Jailbreak makes, makes Into the Darkness. That's fantastic. Uh, Milkhouse makes a really good porter. But nobody just had an everyday stout that was yeah because all drink. the the uh, monocacy has brutus but mm-hmm. it's coffee stout yeah, it's, it's delicious big but yeah. coffee stout exactly it, all almost all of them are Bigger some beer. sort of yeah a big one or it's a specialty stout. exactly and so uh we we sat down and i was like from from my background here's here's what we need and here's why we need it and um jordan our brewer you know he's not on board with all the beers that I want to do, but he understands why I bring them. And then he does a fantastic job at actually taking what I'm saying. We need this style. And he just knocks them out of the park almost every time. Well, not almost. I mean, he's had some bad beers. But we drink them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He does really well. But uh, anyway, this one, like, I mean, he brewed it. And I was like, dude, this is fantastic. This is like the base of all our stouts. And everybody loves our stouts, which is cool. So, I mean, this is like the base of it. And then with like Mother's Milk and then a Morning After is our, it's our coffee milk stout. They're a little bit bigger. They're 7%. So there's a little bit more stuff added to it, but it's basically this guy, and then we just kind of add and subtract a couple things from it. But, yeah, I think this one turned out good. That's why I wanted to bring it. And it's perfect time for it too. So Yeah. Um, although I'm I'm a firm believer that there is no seasons to beers. You just drink whatever the heck you want whenever totally you agree. want to. Which is why <laughs> we're actually on Wednesday releasing our, our uh, Marzen. Everybody's already had theirs out and everything, and um, yeah, they're all gone. They're now all have gone. yours. We have ours now. Ours, ours was going to be released. We planned it on about three weeks ago, so we, so we still said we're going to release this thing late, no matter what, because we wanted around for Thanksgiving, we went around for you know actual fall and not September when it's still hot out. Um, but then our yeast order got jacked up like four times from White Labs, and that took an extra three wow. weeks to get the stuff. Yeah, we ordered it in like mid September, and it didn't show up until mid to late October, so it kind of screwed up a lot of things. But, eh, well, it's getting released a little bit later, but it's phenomenal. So whatever. Yeah, it'll it, yeah. people will get it exactly, and, and there will be no competition no, for them exactly. now. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's a it's easy drinking fall lager. So I mean, you can you can label it anything you want. You can label it on Oktoberfest. You can label it on Marsden, but it, it's an easy drinking fall lager. That's all it is. So how how much brewing are you doing? Um, just test batches right now. Okay, uh, we have an existing brewer now, and it's and it's just Jordan and. And and uh, Reese, and then I have uh, some beers that are we're going to be doing and brewing in like all the test batches. I'll be doing with Jordan, but I mean right now I've we've gotten to the point where I'm working six days a week, like literally Monday through Saturday. The only day I have off is Sunday. I don't um, know why you're complaining, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I got a seven week old son, and I am just running around like a nut to everywhere, like. Distributing in in the, in the whole entire state, um, we started off just trying to get like a county here and there, but so many people are hitting us up constantly that I'm running around like crazy. On the way here, I must have got like 30 emails about about getting beer, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm driving. So it's uh, it's been crazy. So like most of my time is spent out and about, and then I also work at the tap room just because people like coming in and actually being able to talk to one of the brewers. So on Thursdays and Saturdays, I usually work, and we get pretty busy on. Thursday nights and get to hang out with people. They all bring like really cool beers for us to try, and it's it, it's almost like a a party type atmosphere on Thursday nights with me and my friend Frank. That we work at the tap room. Nice. So, but yeah, so I work a lot. Don't get to brew as much anymore. Um, the th- so there were there've been a few stumbles mm-hmm. with you guys uh, yeah. opening. Yep. Um, some 
not caused by you. Well, I guess not, none of them were like necessarily caused by you, right. but like right. you were, some of the stories you were telling me before yeah. we started, it's, it's unbelievable yeah. if you want to oh, yeah, get into can, some of that. Sure. I might need a lot more beer. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's one of those things that uh, construction, man, construction is huge, dude. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I love beer. Um, construction is one of those things that you can, it's totally out of your hands. So we, we uh, um, had everything set up. Um, had had a plumber lined up, him a down payment, about it was somewhere between twelve and fifteen thousand dollars, and um, you know, in a brewery, the two things that you need are plumbing and electricity because those are kind of important. It, water definitely comes in handy. Water is kind of a in key and thing. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and the plumber took fifteen grand and never showed up ever. Um, couldn't get a hold of him. Found another guy. Um, put a down payment on that, another fifteen grand. Um, he rolled. And then he also left the company that he started. So the guys who were with him came in and said, it, we had no idea. Like, we, we saw the workers come in one day. We're like, hey, you guys working? They're like, no, we're here to tell you that um, he's gone. He took your money, and uh, he didn't even pay us for the last two jobs that we did. And I, he was actually going around and said that he had did stuff at um, at uh, Black Flag, and he did stuff at, uh, what's it called, at uh, some other places, and he never actually did it. Our our downfall was we didn't actually vet the guy. We just believed him because he knew what he was talking about. He came in. He was like, oh, this. And he knew everything. So we were like, oh, this guy must know it. It didn't work. Um, so we had to find another plumber. Finally got everything up and running as far as getting us hot water or water even running. Then um, we decided to do a soft open because everybody was saying, what's taking so long? And no one understands everything that happens behind the brewery. They just say, oh, guys, you're going to open up three months ago you guys suck and we're like oh god we really want to open up so let's do a a soft opening yeah i'm starting to think that one of the worst things a brewery can do is say publicly when they're going to open yeah because uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> no one ever hits that no, mark even close to like within nope. two to four months it's usually it's it's ins- and it's funny because there's some breweries that uh that we've been talking to and reach out to us, some in and out of state, and they're like, yeah, we're planning on opening in like six months. And we're like, Did No, you? you're not. Yeah. And, and I look at it, I'm like, Why don't you get the place? We're like, Oh, we just signed the lease this week. And I'm like, You're not open up in six months, buddy. If you do, that's awesome. And I want you to, but don't don't guarantee it. Don't let anybody know. I've been telling people, uh, someone came in the brewery the other day and they were like, um, What's your, your, uh, we're going to open a brewery. Like, what's your advice? I said, uh, Triple your budget. And add a year into your opening date, and that's that's just just being completely honest. We started off with like a budget of like four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and we ended up spending one point five million. Jeez, because nobody showed up, and, yeah. and we were spending money. We have employees; we have to pay them. We have to. It's and it got to the point where we were like, "Holy crap!" Like, it's a good thing we had another company that the owners own that we were yeah. able to help help fund getting things up and ready. Because I don't think we would have been been open at all if it wasn't for that. Um, and it's something that we could have done. It was just people. Or dicks, yeah, and they don't care. A lot of bad luck. Yeah, a lot of bad luck, and people just don't care. They're like, yeah. "Oh, I got paid, so why would I come back in?" Um, so the uh, July second thing, we uh, we opened up, uh, did a soft opening. People were asking for beer, so we said, "Cool." So we we started brewing a couple weeks beforehand, uh, twenty four hours a day uh, for two, for two to three weeks, like literally twenty four hours a day. I'd show up at six a.m., leave at eight, nine, ten p.m. Head brewers show up eight p.m. and brew till. 7, 8 p- uh, uh, a.m. every single day. Um, fiance was pissed at me. His girlfriend was mad at him. <laughs> um, it was it, it was tough. It was rough. 
we opened up, um, full, I mean, a completely full um, uh, walk-in. We were like, we got this. This is going to be cool. We can be open, you know, maybe every Saturday or something after this. Expected 1,500 people, 5,000 people showed, drank almost all the beer, tried to stay open just on Saturdays. No joke, between 800 and 1,000 people showed up every single Saturday. Um, and then we started noticing issues with the beer. And uh, first first of all, we couldn't sustain anything. Um, second of all, we were noticing issues with the beer because we were pushing our, our, our test batch way, way past the limit. It caught fire twice. Um, and then we also started noticing that the, the heating elements inside were um, sparking or they were getting co- – I don't know what it was. All I know is that it started scorching the beer, and it took about two weeks for any flavor to, to even come out at all. I remember sitting in a tap room, and somebody was like, man, this wheat beer is cool, but it's got a smoky flavor. Is that, is that something you're going for? And I was just like, dear God, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I tried it, and I was like, man, I, there is something off. So we had a meeting the next day, and we were like, look, we're, we can't do this anymore. We're dumping everything. Well, all, all the stuff we've been brewing. I mean, a 20-barrel batch was taking us about 65, 70 hours. A 20-barrel batch now in our 20-barrel system takes us seven hours for the exact same amount of beer. It was taking us a, f- a full week and a half of, of like, work work time uh, just to get one batch done. And we made the call and dumped everything. Yeah, I think it was it was a Monday that you guys posted yeah. that you were going to shut down. Yep. You needed to figure out what was going on and fix it. Mm-hmm. And – I that <clears throat> I read that post and I instantly had so much respect for yeah, your I mean, brewery. We appreciate it so much because I had been there that weekend and mm-hmm. I was telling you and like I had four beers, mm-hmm. Trash Panda, which I liked. Yep, and then and th- it wasn't brewed there, thank God. And, <laughs> and three that I couldn't drink. Yep, and like they were bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I left. I'm like, I don't understand. Like they seem like they have seem like they're doing really well. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why yeah. is this so yeah. horrible? I think people and, were just excited, and we were too. And honestly, like we just shouldn't have opened up in the first place. We we rushed everything because we were brewing so much. Um, but but people were just constantly hitting us up, and we we're just desperate to get our beer out there so nobody would hate us even more. Yeah. So um, if if we could do it over again, we wouldn't open up at all. We would just open up in a September like we did. But I think. Uh, as I was saying before, it, it's great that you guys recognized mm-hmm. it and you fixed it. Mm-hmm. And you took that, what had to be a really hard financial hit at that yep. moment. Yep. Um, because I'm sure I'm not the only person who's had that experience and then saw your response to it of, we have a problem, right. we're going to fix it, we're sorry. Right, exactly. And like, so I would hope that there's a lot of, instead of being mad that they couldn't get your beer... Right for a short amount of time are happy and respect the fact that you guys want to put out mm-hmm. good beer. Um, Cause it was at the hops and harvest festival. I was like, all right, I got to try hysteria again. I came up and I tried yep. everything you had and it was great. I'm like, yeah, good. I can, I trash, can. Yeah. Trash Panda. You had I Mad Sun. Mad Sun. Yeah. Darkest Hour. And I think you had our coffee milk style. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the stuff that we want to put out the whole entire time. And that's the stuff we were putting out. You know, when we were doing our initial test batches. Until you abused your uh, pilot system. (laughs) We called that guy who invented it or or, or, like manufactures it. And he was like, I follow you on Facebook. And he's like, you know, the system was meant to do, you know, a handful of times a week. 
And we're like, yeah. And he's like, how many times you broke on it? And we're like, seven, eight times a day. And four times a day. Yeah. And he was like, oh my god. He's like, I overnight the uh, new new thing. I, our actual control box like literally caught fire, like flames, <laughs> smoke. It was it was rough. So, but everything's cool now. Everything's up and running. The twenty barrels up and running. So we can we can actually have fun again, which is what like ten six was. It was it's a fun beer. We wanted to showcase and and that we can do, but we needed to get open like you have to open the doors yeah. you have to make some kind of income because when you're if if you have a place that's not open and you have employees and you have overhead all you're doing is spending money you're completely bleat you're not making anything so instead of trying to put out you know a 10-6 type or or a veil type beer or all those hype hype machines you have to find something that you can <clears throat> start sustaining yourself with and selling to outside accounts and what's really going to make you a legitimate brewery and business, and that's solid core beers. Yeah. And well, that's speaking of income, let's take a moment to uh, thank Roast House Pub mm-hmm. for helping make uh, the Uncapped podcast possible. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of great events coming up. Uh, one this weekend at Old Mother's second anniversary party. So awesome. everyone should go uh, participate in the Bicycle Escapes Cranksgiving, and then head over to the Frederick Fairgrounds for Old Mother's second birthday party because roast house pub will have their uh, food truck there serving up uh chef nico's amazing creations <clears throat> then on november 13th smoketown brewing stations having a tap takeover with barbecue and bluegrass and then on november 15th there's a trogues tap tap takeover featuring mad elf grand crew which apparently people are very excited about and it's in very short supply i'm gonna try that and um, they're also going to have Scratch Series number 293, a double IPA with mango, which I'm super excited about because one of the best beers I've ever had was at Trogues, and it was a triple mango IPA. Really? It was a collaboration between them and Pizza Boy. Oh. And it was, like, painfully bitter, but in the best way possible. <laughs> really? And it was just so delicious. So I cannot wait to go to Roast House Pub and try that. Yeah, definitely. That sounds awesome. So thank you, Roast House Pub, for your support of the Uncapped Podcast. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So now you guys are reopened. Yeah. You're making the beer that I was hoping (laughs) that you're going to make. I I kept, I I mean, I just kept, I kept reading all this stuff online about Hysteria. I was like, all right, I got to try that. And I was like, no, it's not what people are saying. What are they doing? Yeah. But then I was very happy that, at the, like I said, at the Hops and Harvest Fest, I loved Mad Sun. That yeah. was great. Yeah, that's our – the reason why we even started making that one is uh, we thought the Trash Panda was going to be like our core IPA. We're going to put in put in six packs and sell. And sell. But um, we just – you know, after doing, after doing test patches and trying it, a month later – or two months later, it wasn't the same as it was when it was fresh. And great, it's a super dry hop IPA. We, yeah. we all get that. And then after three months, it was still good, but it wasn't anything that was like the really, really like bright and citrus burst like we, we all we all love. And so we made a decision right there. I was like, we're not we're not selling this. This is not going to be our, our core IPA. This is going to be more of like our, our like double duck pen. Like we'll brew it when we brew it. Yeah. Um, it's not always going to be on tap. If it sells out, it sells out. We can fit in the schedule. We'll do it. So, told our, uh, our our brewer Jordan, I was like, we just need to find like a more of a shelf stable IPA because there's nothing worse than going to a store and a, after a, a six pack being on the shelf for a month picking it up and it's horrible. Yeah. And or what if it gets caught? You know, for two months it's been going on the shelf and somebody tries it two and a half months later and they say your beer sucks, even though it was never meant to be 
You yeah. Never sat there that long. Yeah, because people don't look at a date on no, there before no. they start bad mouthing. Exactly. And... Exactly. And, and, and there was somebody on Untapped. I forget what it was, but they said this beer is horrible, and they gave it a one star. And and they even said, I know it's way past the code date, but it's still horrible. It was like <laughs> it was like eight months past the code date, and it was an IPA. And I'm like, how is that fair to the brewery? Yeah. So that's where we were like, okay, let's start doing test batches and make, you know, a shelf stable IPA, and that's what Mad Sun is. So. I like the um. The story I read about why Jordan named it Trash Panther. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he really wanted to do it at Duclaw, and they were like, we're not naming a beer Trash. And like, I'm like, I think it's a good idea. But my boss was like, come on. And I understood where they were coming from. Yeah, but when I, when I saw that, I didn't even remotely think of, like, associating the beer with Trash. Like, I... Yeah. Yep. It, like I just thought, like that's hilarious. Yeah, that's, that, and that's what we thought too. It, it, we were actually saying we want to do a whole entire series of like trash panda and like nope rope and have a snake yeah. on it and do like it, it was going to be a whole series of sours is what we wanted to do, and uh, they said no and like we didn't really mean to call it a trash panda when we, when we first started brewing this beer. It was just like an inside joke at the brewery, but we had a lot of open houses for people to come out and just try the beer out if they wanted to. And like, what's it called? And we were like, oh, trash panda. We didn't know it was going to be as popular as it was. We just thought it was, you know, here's an IPA we're testing out. So it, yeah. It's one of my home brews I've had for years. So I didn't, nobody knew it was going to, everybody's going to like it that much. I'm brewing it at home for a while. Like, that's all I thought it was. And then um, everybody started checking into it and making up their own trash panda thing. But then it started getting like a really cool little following. We were like, I guess, it's yeah, I guess the people have spoken. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call it that now. So that's that's where the name. I think from. you should have a whole line. I really like, think so too. Like, I think it's just funny, just like complete one-offs. And yeah. have, you know, like no rope and like swamp donkey and all kinds of stupid. Yeah, for stuff. anyone who like listening has no idea what we're talking mm-hmm. about. It was a uh, it was on originally on Reddit. It was right? on Reddit, yeah. And it was like the headline. The title was um, uh, if people if animals are named yeah. by what they looked like or yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. And a nope rope is a snake. Mm-hmm. And, Trash pandas, a raccoon, and then they there's different ones, and we like literally like had them all written out, and we were just laughing and just thought it was so funny, and but never really we never really meant to name this beer trash panda, like, we really didn't. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't believe you. Nah, <laughs> yeah, you know what, it worked. <laughs> so you know what? It was it was it was a genius marketing ploy, but yeah, it was by accident, just for fun. So do you guys plan on packaging? Yeah, we are. I'm looking at a canning line. Um, they're just so expensive. I mean. Technically, we open up for it's another for two few months. hundred thousand dollars. Ah, you know, just <laughs> it, 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 just a little bit. Uh, so we're looking at doing um, some McCann drops uh, coming out soon. We'll get with with a mobile canning line. We've been pricing them out. Um, the thing that, for like packaging for like regular stuff, like our our three core beers are Mad Sun, uh, Morning After, and uh, which is our our it's our coffee milk stout, and then our our uh, Yellow Submarine, which is our American wheat. Used to be a half of ice, and now it's changed. Um, we're gonna package those, but like I'm not gonna do uh, six pack of twelve ounces. We're gonna do uh, six pack sixteen ounces for like twelve bucks or something like that. Okay. Nice. I just, I mean, for me, like if I'm going to get something, I want it to fill up my glass, and all I have is pint glasses at home. <laughs> let's just let's just get to the point. We're trying to fill up everything, so let's just package in sixteen ounces. I, I, w- I was just somewhere recently <clears throat> where someone was complaining that no one does. Oh, six well, packs perfect. of uh, sixteen ounce yeah. beers. So I mean, to me, like I think it's great because you have you have a heavy seas uh, pounder pills does it, and I think it's awesome. And you have um, um, the other local brewery that I'm Peabody Heights has has their their uh, lager, okay, or, or their pills in in a uh, six pack sixteen ounces. That one's like eight ninety nine for that, and that's uh, the best. That's, that's yeah, the best deal ever. But I mean, why not? Like we're we're all drinking out of sixteen ounce. Pine classes at home. Why? What? 
I just don't get why you short the glass. Yeah. You know, like, why not? So. Um, so then, then you do plan on doing like four, the typical four pack mm. can releases yeah. of your yeah. more specialty beers. Yeah. Like we're going to have a ton of beers is like 10, six. I mean, we're, uh, like for uh we haven't really announced anything yet but like the next type of version like like 10 sex that's just insanely dry hop um we're working on one for a veteran's day it's it's called zero dank 30 and uh nice well, why not <laughs> and uh it's uh it, it's american ipa with uh, orange peel and then just stupid um. dry hopped and uh it's only gonna be a test batch and we're just gonna but at the same time uh it, it's gonna be sold in veteran's day and all the money that we make that day is getting donated to to uh, veterans. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because one of the guys, that, it's one of the owners, is it, a veteran himself from Afghanistan, so we want to hook them up, and so we figured it's a great way to have people try out a new IPA and also for a good cause. So, yeah, it's only it's only going to be like a couple sixels, and that's it. So let's talk about um, this Scotch. unlabeled yeah. can you brought, which yeah. in um, our experience in the past year, that some of the best beers come in unlabeled cans. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, this one, it's our Scotch Ale with maple, uh, maple syrup. We uh, have a crap ton of maple syrup in there. Um, we don't have a name for it yet. That's actually at the meeting that's going to be happening today. That, that you're skipping. Yeah, I'm skipping to come here and drink <laughs> with you. Um, but, yeah, we're going to figure out the name for this. But it's it's around 8%. Um, the final gravity uh, – we didn't take yet, but uh, we were shooting for for about eight to to nine percent. So we think it's in between there. Um, a little bit of smokiness, nice and sweet from the maple. Um, it's yeah, easy the first the first sip of it, um, I didn't think I was gonna like it because it the smokiness mm-hmm. seemed much more pronounced. Mm-hmm. But like right at the second one, I was like, no, that's it's, it's not there. I, it, yep. it it was almost when it was just a tiny little mm-hmm. bit to just. Accentuate the rest of the taste is really good. Yeah, I mean to me, I think it's cool. Like for a really cool, like a uh, fall, like like bonfire beer. What do you think, Graham? You love Scotch ales, don't you? I do. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I just like the way. It, I mean, it turned out great. And it's one of the things we did a test batch on, and people seem to, you know, genuinely enjoy it. So we we're like, okay, we'll do it as a as a fall seasonal. So want some more? F yeah, I want some beer. I love beer. <laughs> I think I said it like twenty times today. <clears throat> Yeah, but Wednesday, um, we're we're doing this. It, 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 we released our Marzen, which doesn't have a name yet either, and our Red Red Rye, which is Imperial Amber with rye. That's like eight point two percent. That one's that one's good. I love that beer. I'm excited about that. Nice. One. Yeah. Why didn't you bring that one? Because it was well. still. I, I I went to pull it out of the uh, bright tank because this came out of the bright tank, and I yeah. went to pull out of the bright tank this morning. But it's it's still under a, an incredible amount of pressure because they're trying to carb it. Real, yeah, it's been carving over the weekend, but it came out so foamy. But I actually did try to do it, <laughs> and I was like, it's just not worth it. So, kind of stop by, I guess. And you said that was uh, Jordan's interview beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the uh, guy rich one, of the owners, and uh, Jeff like they they hate rye beers and they hate ambers. So Jordan said, "Cool, I'm gonna make uh, Imperial Red Rye." <laughs> so and he, and he did, and uh, they love it. And they were like, "Oh my god!" So we were like, "All right, it's a it's a cool like, um, cool beer, like cool as cool as an awesome, and the cool as an actual yeah, 
it, like a time frame. I feel like the name should have something to do with pissing off your boss. We should. <laughs> There's a lot of things that piss like your bosses off. So some sort of maybe an office space <laughs> reference <laughs> That'd be great. or something. They just, call it, they just call it fax machine or something like yeah. that. <laughs> That'd be fun. And that's PC load letter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and today, like they're coming up with the name of the Marzen today, the Scott Shale, and the Red Rye. Uh, today we have we have different things like we have a, a group chat with like all the employees and even some of the the uh, yeah, bartenders and we're like okay let's just think here's the beer here's what it tastes like think of a name we try to stick with what our name is but sometimes you know things like trash panda slip through so <laughs> I never know i mean for me like i like the name for like our uh, marzen uh just one that that frank one of our bartenders uh, throughout it was a uh, hoodie weather and I thought that was awesome because yeah. it makes sense. But yeah. I don't know if it fits our motif, but whatever. It's still a cool name. So, yeah. Oh. That's that's the probably, I guess, one of the like a great thing about it and then also a negative having such a strong motif. Mm-hmm. Like it, if you have – it probably leads to easily naming a lot right. of beers. Sometimes. But then – like you have a name you really want to use, and like, well, that just does not fit exactly. at all. Not at all. But it's like, but I want it so bad. <laughs> so like, what we've said is that we're gonna try to stick on the motif for like for like seasonals and beers we brew all the time. But total one-offs, like you know, like ten six and stuff like that, is is just it's although game that on. still fits. It yeah, and, all, and, <laughs> and the name of that one. Yeah. Uh, did you hear where the name came from? On yeah, the, I, re- I read an article where it, it references the Mad um, Hatter. Yeah, the, yeah. the Mad so Hatter does fit. Yeah. yeah. But like zero dank thirty doesn't make any sense to what we're doing. Well, at that's all. true, but it makes but, sense for the, the occasion. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, learning. learning <laughs> <process>. so. <laughs> so, what was your official opening day? Like, what what do you consider when you when Hysteria opened? It was Labor Day weekend. Okay, that that's, that's our when, official opening day. So when yeah. you have your one year anniversary, it'll be yep that that weekend. Yeah, which is fine because everybody's off and they can come drink a lot so yeah we're totally fine with that so yeah but yeah one year then and uh we have some barrel age stuff that we're working on right now that we're not going to release until next year um the scotch shells in barrels that'll be well that's might be ready for another year but that's gonna be in there um we have some sours that are that are, that are in barrels that we released our um uh, the barrel aged grandmother's milk um we we uh kicked off a little bit of them and then the rest are for our founders members which somebody asked me about that the other day on on the on Maryland Beer Drinkers Club, um, it's almost ready, and then but we're gonna keg a couple of those off, and then set them aside, and then each year we're gonna release a sixth of that. So we'll have the we'll have this year's, and then we'll have last year's version, and then the second year it'll be two year old version, and then third year three. And we're gonna I'm trying to get them up to about five years. So on the fifth year anniversary, we'll have a uh, five year old a uh, barrel aged beer sitting back there. What so. what's uh, founders members? So this is like a. <clears throat> Do you have a, like a beer club? Yeah, it's before we opened up. Uh, it, it, it was the thing where you could just get like a, a card basically. And it came with other perks. You got a shirt. You got a hat. You mm-hmm. got a koozie, glassware, all that stuff. But also it uh, gets you a dollar off of every single beer. And then it also gets you a dollar off on top of happy hour. So you actually get another $2. You get $2 off every, uh, every happy right. hour. Um, and you also get a, a barrel-aged beer that we're just waiting on just for, for it to finish up. We're going to bottle that off and then bottle condition it. And then they get that, and it's going to be before it goes for sale, and, and that's included in that. Uh, and then there's another package where you actually got one of those uh, Growler Works Growlers, the one that has a CO2 and a little tap on it. You actually got that. At oh, actually, conference. I think I do remember seeing that now. Yeah. yeah. But you did it just through – it wasn't like a Kickstarter or anything. You just did it through your own yep. website. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we had we had uh, 
I think it was like 50 <laughs> of the um, the Growler ones and then 150 of the regular ones, and we sold out of all of them plus some. Yeah, so. I think when I finally saw it, it was it, they were it was already all sold out. Yeah, and it's cool because we get all these people in that they're uh, and, and one of the things too is they get to do a brew day, the one that it actually got like the a bigger package, and so they get to come in and then pitch ideas to us, and then we're going to end up brewing one of their their beers and, oh, then, that's and cool. then put it on tap and then sell it out in the market too. So, be fun. And that was just a one time thing. If you didn't, yeah. if you didn't get to join, you're just out of luck. Yeah, well, as as far as all that, but like the uh, thing that they have is called the Copper Club that comes with it, and that's the one with the additional uh, perks as far as like a uh, pricing. Uh, that's going to be every every year. Okay, we, we could open it up and so it's like free. a mug club type of thing. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like this copper card that is pretty cool, and then yeah, you get a dollar off that. You get ten percent off merch, and you get a dollar off crowler or stuff like that nice. each time you come in with it. So there's no limit to it. You can do it. Every day, if you want to, but like a loyalty card, yeah, kind of, basically, yeah. But why not? Something cool, yeah. No, so. that's I, I like when breweries do have yeah. their little, um, not like that sounds dismissive when they have like uh, <laughs> clubs and yeah. like it because it's it's a it's a way for that brewery's biggest fans to kind of have a small piece of being a part of yep. that brewery, yeah, which and, is why it's called the Founders build. Club, yeah, like you. You came in when the brewery was being formed, so you helped us actually found this brewery. So that's what we call it, the Founders Club. So it's cool, just something different. But you also get a perk from it too, so it's nice. So have you found has the demand just stayed as high as it was when you first opened and it's continued more now. to grow? Yeah, it's like the tap room. Um, and that's the thing. Like the tap room was the the most insane thing for for a long time. Um, I mean, we're not getting 2,000 people a w- every single weekend now, but we still uh, relatively do extremely well on the weekends. Um, we also opened up during, during as far as like a bars are concerned, the slowest time ever. Uh, but honestly, Frisco, like there was, it was a skeleton crew throughout September through or like October, November, just because it's just a dead time of year. Everybody's yeah. going back to school, getting back from vacations. The parents spend all their money. They're not going to go out and drink. But now they're starting to pick back up, and but uh, sales sales outside are getting 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 kind of out of hand, which is it, it, out of hand in a good way. But yeah. when it's just me and our one guy who delivers, it's um, and we do the whole <laughs> state, it kind of gets really really busy and and a tad bit hairy and stressful at sometimes. So it's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, it's, it's very better good than no one wanting your beer. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> the alternative is not good. It's yeah, it's one of those. I'm mean, like trash pan is insane, man. Like we'll do. We'll brew a 20 barrels of it, and between us selling outside accounts and inside accounts, we're going through 20 barrels a month of just one beer. Nice. And Yeah, and then that's not even the best-selling beer in our tap room. Our actual best-selling beer in the tap room is our American wheat. We, we, we can't keep up with that one. Wow. And that's just in the tap room, so it's been fun. So every year, well, I don't know how many years they've been doing it now, Max's has a big wheel race. Yep, we like did the, it, yeah. The, um, <laughs> not, like, not like a high wheel race like Frederick yeah. has, but like a kid's Yep. Big wheel race. You guys stirred up a little controversy at this year's. Well, let me just say we uh, <laughs> didn't cheat. We did exactly what the rules said. Yeah, you we fo- won. You did follow the the rules to a T. Listen, the and rules they said just, yeah. they just did not anticipate anyone doing <laughs> attaching <laughs> yeah. an electric uh, wheel wheel to. Yeah, it. the rules. I was looking at the rules, and and that's the thing. Like they had invited us out like uh, two months prior. And then Casey's an extremely busy man. And, and he hit me up and he was like, are, are you guys interested? I said, yeah. And he said, send me your email so I can send you all the details. And I was like, all right, cool. So I uh, sent him my email and because uh, he just had my phone number. 
and uh, I'd send him my email, and then uh, I didn't hear anything from him. Well, a week and a half before the event, he emails me. He's like, he's like, sorry about that, man. He's like, I've just been busy. Um, if we're still down, here's all the rules. We didn't have anything. We didn't, we didn't have a bike. We had nothing. And we had – that was on a, f- a Friday or Thursday, and the race was on the following Thursday. So uh, Rich has a couple kids that are all a little bit older than they can fit on there, and he's like, I have, I have one of those, those uh, big wheels. I was like, all right, let's just do something with it. And, and they sent us the rules, and they said the only things you can change are the front tire and the pedals. That's it. Everything else has to be plastic frame. Has to, you can't do anything else. And we're like, okay, so just wheels and pedals. So uh, we're looking at the thing. And uh, getting back to what Rich said, that he's like an engineer at heart and tinkers with things, he just happened, happened to have a crazy battery-powered bike that he had built it's like this metal frame bike that he built well the the motor itself was the tire (laughs) and he walked over to it put it up to it and it fit perfect on this kid's thing and he was like and he sent me a picture he's like what do you think and i'm like no we're not doing that and and then jordan chimed in and jordan's like the rules don't say it has to be human powered it just says you can only change this and that so uh we were like okay let's just do it let's just have fun make a statement it's our first like big thing in baltimore we get kicked out. We get kicked out, but yeah. at least we can have fun with it. Like, let's just do it. Casey saw it. And he was like, "You didn't, you didn't break the rules. You changed just this." And we were like, "Yeah, like we we knew it was within the rules. We also yeah. knew it was stretching it. I mean, so we won by so much. It was <laughs> it, it, it was it was totally unfair. Like yeah. like how 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 much we won by. But like we didn't mean. You to. watch the video and everyone's trying so hard. <laughs> and she's like, like crazy. <laughs> and she just has her feet up in the yep, air and flying past everyone. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like your feet had to remain on the pedals, which is why we, we, we took them off of the, the uh, wheel. And we just <laughs> attached the pedals to the top. So her feet were still on them. She, her butt was in the seat. I mean, we, we honestly did it as like a just a joke just to have fun. But then some people actually got upset at us. And we were like, <laughs> guys. If if it was illegal and they kicked us out, would have been like, mm, okay, cool, we're here, yeah. we're just having fun drinking with you guys anyway. But I mean, yeah, it was it was funny. So so the, but they announced um, both of you as winners, yeah. right? It was us the, and Antium, the pedal powered winners. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and if they change the rules next year, that's fine. Well, well I guarantee yeah, there's yeah. probably going to be <laughs> human powered is going to be yeah. in there, and that's fine with us. We don't care. It was a joke anyway. But yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I guess they they. I'm sure when they were working out, like, the rules they had to put in, no one for a second thought it was like, man, we really need to address someone putting an electric motor on a tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a hub motor. Like, who would have thought that anybody would have had it? And I didn't know we had it. I just – he would send me a picture, and I was like, no effing way, dude. He's like, I just have it sitting – it was at the brewery, too. I was like, you just have it sitting there? And he was like, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, it was it was hilarious. So, what's your favorite uh, hysteria beer that you guys produce? Um, right now, um, <clears throat> probably Darkest Hour. It, it, I just, I just, I think this time of year, it's just a perfect drinking beer. I mean, I love Ten Six. Get me wrong, which we can crack it open. You don't have to. You have to drink it all. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I, th- I think Ten Six is cool because it actually hits like all the all the notes or all the cravings of the hops that I want. It's, it's almost like drinking a Vail beer without driving to Richmond. And I'm not saying that we're anything close to Vail, but it's that type of beer. Like there's not a lot of head on it because of the hop oils. And that's one thing we notice at the Vail. We, every time we go there, those guys are pouring, like it's here and they're pouring down here and there's no head and it's still carbonated. It's because there's so many hop oils in there. 
chicken in it. Yeah, and the chicken, the fried chicken, <laughs> stuff like that. The fried chicken, the fried fried chicken, chicken. And, but, <laughs> but they make really cool beers, and we we're like, well, we can do this. We just haven't had a chance to because we're always playing catch up. And yeah. So my favorite beer right now is probably ten six, but normally Darkest Hour. What's your favorite Maryland beer not made by Hysteria? My favorite Maryland beer not made by Hysteria. Um, I would have to say probably Sorry Chicky. That's I could, a good beer. I could drink that beer all day. Only downside is it's so expensive. I still buy it, but I'm like, man, why is it so why is it so much? <laughs> but yeah, I could drink that beer all the time. Uh, I, I mean, for me, I've been in the Barrel Oak train before they even got all the hype that they're getting. And I mean, they're doing a great job. So like, you, you know, great for them. But I remember going out there and just chatting with Brian and uh, he was just was making awesome beer when he first started. And now it's they're, well, they're all the way out there in the middle of nowhere. That's it the took, problem. It took a little bit for the word to get out. Yeah. I mean, it's three hours away. So yeah. it's, it's, it's tough to get all the way out there, but now it, it, you have RER on the way, so you can hit them up, do a cool a cool can release, and go out there and get and get Burley Oak, and then go to Ocean City. I mean, I I think it's I think it's pretty cool what they have going on over there. I mean, they're two of my favorite breweries out there. What's the worst review you guys have received? You know, we get all kinds of dumb dumb reviews, and I have to stop looking at untapped sometimes. So I just no, because so, they're funny. I know. Well, the, although it probably <laughs> from you like. You probably get really mad first, and then it's funny. I I used to get so like not not mad, but, but my feelings hurt, like just no. butt hurt on it, <laughs> because we spent so much time brewing this stuff, and then somebody's like meh, and then they just and I'm like, well, what's meh? Like, I like explain it to me, or when people are this like, beer's awful. It tastes like Thai made it. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Every stereo beer <laughs> yeah. I check into from now on, <laughs> you can definitely say awful. that Thai definitely made and this one. I was one. like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's that's my bad. But like last night, I was looking at I was looking at reviews, and like Matt's son. It got a point two five. No explanation, just a point two five. And I'm like, why? I don't understand. Like, tell me why it's point two five. Or you have people that are like, I hate IPAs, but this is not bad. One star. And I'm like, then don't check in if you don't like a style. Yeah. But you don't mind this one. Shouldn't they get a better review than a one? So stuff like that. We don't like that's. So you even had any creative ones though? Um, like where someone was just. We had we had somebody say something about. Oh, I forget what it was. It was like uh, dipping sweaty. <laughs> balls into something and then bringing it out with band-aids i forget what beer it was i don't know what i i remember reading it and being like all right this he deserves that because yeah. you know what he, he's so creative like put some thought into <laughs> yeah. it and i was like all right that's fine with me if, if you can actually make it worthwhile not just being like meh i'm like all right what's meh about well, that's it? What we we've brought it up a few times but my still my reigning favorite bad review is old mothers where right after they open the, and the review started with, uh, have you ever been someplace you just know isn't going to be around in a year? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then it just went on to tear apart uh, everything about the that place. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, they find it hilarious, especially now that they're moving into a oh, yeah. much, much larger facility yeah, and, it, it, it and is run hilarious. out of beer right Yeah. <laughs> and for us, like, I guess for me, like, I just get, like, butthurt about it sometimes. I know I shouldn't. I, I, yeah, but I it's your know. baby. Yeah, it's... and that's the thing. Like, we put so much time and effort in this, and then we had people say, man, and, and give it 0.25 stars. That, like, takes a beer that we're trying to get, like, you know, like Matt's son. We're like, people like this beer. It's cool. It's going to be around. And then they give it 0.25 stars. And then but when you have, like, one or two people who are just, like, pissy that do it. Oh, like, somebody the other night, they were in our tap room, and they had checked in and said, uh, this beer is great, but minus half a star because the music videos suck. Because we were playing a '90s pop uh, music videos, and I'm like, "What? The f- Why are you even gonna? That's nothing to do with the beer." Like, and, and '90s pop is on there is because we rotate through like '90s yeah. pop or, or like '90s grunge, and we try to have like a '90s 2005 on on there. That night, just 
was 90s pop. And apparently that person didn't like it at all. And well, I'm going to review that stout. I'm going to knock it down a couple points because it's kind of warm in this oh, room right, right now. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Because <of> dicks. <laughs> <laughs> there was... What, but I, I would, I mean, I would, I would, I definitely see where you're coming from because it's probably right along the lines of like if you're standing there holding your your seven week old and someone walks up and's like, man, that kid's ugly. Yeah, I'd be like, like, it's like <laughs> I worked hard for that. That's actually one. <laughs> I think it. Was it when we were in Ocean City? Someone walked up to Beth and made like a real offhand comment about she she was holding her daughter and this old woman looked over and made a snide comment about really? how yeah. It was. Why? why? I, I mean, I found it hilarious, but my wife was just. Oh, she was like, oh yeah, that's how. That's how Kate, my fiance, if anybody said anything about our son, I'm I'm pretty sure that she would instantly turn into like Wolverine and like claws would come out. I've never. I'm seen. surprised that she didn't would, happen. Well, yeah, <laughs> she would kill somebody. I, I would. I'd be holding the baby right now because she would be in jail. Like it would. <laughs> it'd be crazy. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much. For uh, no problem, driving man. out here yeah. and bringing, I I love that stout. It's so good. Thanks. Yeah, like I said, it's my favorite beer right now. Like, yeah, I just love it. Um, and I love um, everything about Trash Panda. Thank you. I look forward <laughs> to uh, it making its way to Frederick again. It should be ready in about. Um, we're thinking three weeks. It's it's got some fermenting. We already tried drop it for the sec. Or we already tried it for the first time. We're doing the second time. Usually it's only two dry hops. We're uh, adding one more to it this time because we just figured why not. So the next yeah, one might, might be. Well. Yeah, I think that's one's gonna have be some just, hops laying around. Just throw them in. Pretty there. much. Yeah, we were just like, let's just try it, see what it tastes like. Maybe just be a little more vibrant. But yeah. I mean, it's not gonna change the flavor at all. It's just gonna the nose is gonna hit you more. That's really what we really want to do. Yeah. So. Do you guys have anything else coming up soon that you want to talk about? Let people know. Um, just this Wednesday, we're uh, doing the release of the Scotch Ale, the Red Rye, uh, the Marzen, and then we're looking at doing some uh, fun stuff on the day before Thanksgiving. Because it's the biggest uh, drinking day, so yeah. we're trying to figure something out. But we're gonna do like a friendsgiving type thing, like um, your neighbors do, are doing, or probably end up doing something with Lost Ark. We always do something with okay. them. But like, I want to do something with like Crowlers. I like, need to get in touch with them. I want to have them on too. They're they're awesome guys. We're, we're gonna start doing. Uh, we've done the Frederick Distilleries, but we want to start doing all the Ma- the rest of the oh, Maryland yeah. ones. Yeah, I mean they're <clears throat> those guys are so cool too. Like they're. They're one of the best neighbors you could ever have because they hype up our stuff. We hype up theirs. We're going to be getting barrels from from them when they're done with their whiskeys. So we're just we're just stoked to be next to somebody. Or just you guys that are just so cool. So that's perfect. Yeah, and the stuff is good. So that helps better. a yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right, great. Well, where where can people find you? Uh, can find me on on Twitter. Um, be it it's two different ways you can get um, at Hysteria Breweries me, but also a uh, the Hysteria tie. Um, and then uh, Facebook, you can just add me. I don't care if you add me. It's funny because a lot of people are like, I don't want to add you. But, like, I like people being able to add me and ask me questions. Like, hit me up. Message me. I don't care. But um, so. like, where, where's, where do, what's the address of the brewery? 9570 Burger Road. And that's in, in a Columbia, Maryland, 21046. It's super easy to get to and to, a little difficult to find. Not super hard. There's but a it's newer tough. sign hanging up. Oh, but we're okay. getting a big one to hang up cool. soon. Um, oh, that would completely eliminate it then. It was, that was, like... It was, it was actually legal issues in, Henry, in, in Howard County. You can't have permanent signage without getting all your necessary licensing. Okay. And since we were using um, other licensing to actually open up for a day or two, we weren't, we weren't allowed to advertise uh, the location. Okay. But now there's a sign on the on the side that actually says Lost Ark, Hysteria, like one of those big signs. And then we have a big sign that's hanging outside and the one being built for the, for the wall. So Cool. 
All right, never mind. It will be easy to find now. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's going to be a bill. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it could take another six months for... Oh, that's true. Never estimate the time. Yeah, it's our luck, so who, who knows? So. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, yeah. and cheers. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Yeah.